Hola, hola, hola a todos. Welcome back to the Chiona Podcast. It is me, Sarah Sodizi, but you probably knew that already. So for one of my last episodes, I was talking about my life and experiences in Kenya while I was living there, and I didn't even realize that it's literally been five years since I was living out there, and I don't know where the time has gone because I still remember it like it was yesterday. So I kind of wanted to continue the series and just talk a little bit more about my experiences over there and the things that I learned and whatnot. So I'm going to continue continue with the whole culture shock situation since we just branched off of that or we ended things off at that where the one thing that I did notice is that where I was living everybody hustles like crazy like you could make a quick buck off of anything if you really wanted to out there there are people that will be selling whatever it is that you need or don't need on the street for easily like 10 cents 15 cents a dollar they will hustle however they can and in addition to the whole hustler mentality my parents while I was living there they yo okay let me just start off by saying this my mom one of the strongest women like both my biological and my homestay mom they're both hard-working women but in very very different ways so I explained this to my biological mom when I got back is my homestay mom would find the time to go to the market, which is like, I don't, I'm trying to convert the kilometers because it used to be miles that they would do it in, but she would walk a very far distance to the market to get all the groceries for that day or for that week. And also on top of buying the groceries, she would get a water tank that was like I lift now I go to the gym now because back when I was back when I was living in Kenya I wasn't really working out all that much at that time but even still yo even still me working out now and lifting and whatnot it still wouldn't even compare to the water tank that she would have to carry with her for our water tank or our water supply that was at the house so essentially I'll, I'll explain it to you guys so behind our house we had a water tank where we would fill buckets buckets or like big 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 huge tanks think of like bigger than the water tanks that you see in like office buildings where you can like press the button and then the water comes out in the little paper cups or whatever yeah think of those but like maybe three times bigger fill those up with water and then dump all the water into this giant basin that would be I guess the water supply for the entire house so I'm talking like the sink the the shower um the filtered water system so that we could drink water uh not that that wasn't directly from the sink and our washing machine and i say washing machine very very loosely because we didn't actually have a washing machine like me myself and i was the washing machine but we needed water in order to hand wash all of our clothes so i'll talk a little bit about that story and again, I'm going to reference the fact that we literally take these things for granted so hard because you have no idea how much I missed having a washing machine at my house to just do all the washing for me because, yo, this was killer on my arms, especially because I wasn't working out. But even even if I am, I'm so grateful that I have a uh, like a, a washing machine and a dryer. So I remember I was sitting out in the front porch of my parents' house and I was thinking, okay, like I really need to wash all my clothes because I only had a certain amount of clothes to wear for the week and everything like that. Like I, 
I, I, I packed decently, but you know, obviously I needed to wash my clothes. So I asked my mom, I was like, okay, so how are we going to do this? And my brother also said to me, oh, like you could go to the laundromat and you can dump coins in there and they can wash it for you. But oftentimes the, the washing machines aren't that great or they're being occupied by a lot of people. So it's better to just wash your stuff at home. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's do that. So then my mom and I went out into the backyard and she was showing me like, this is the, this is the bucket for the water and everything like that use as, as as much as you need but try and conserve as much as you can and so I was like okay mom like how hard could it be and she asked me beforehand because she knows like I'm a little gringa over there um that I didn't I probably hadn't done this before so she asked me she's like oh did you need help like you know how to do it and me trying to be all high and mighty because at that point I'd been living in Kenya for a little like a little bit of time I was like no mom I'll be fine and she's like okay well just let me know like I'll be inside the house making dinner and everything like that just let me know if you need help and my roommate shortly came afterwards and she was a little bit more seasoned than I was so she kind of had an idea of how things were supposed to go but me I kind of was just winging it so anyways as I was washing my clothes I like dumped my clothes into the basin with all the water and then I was like okay so like how am I supposed to put the detergent on so I dumped some of the detergent some of the detergent into the water basin and for those of you that don't know like basic chemistry or like all that stuff you're not really supposed to be doing that like you're not supposed to be completely soaking it with like detergent and water because then it gets saturated and you're like wasting water like crazy and my roommate I guess didn't even notice or like didn't want to say anything or embarrass me because like obviously I was doing it wrong but then my mom came back to go and see what we were doing and she saw what I was doing and was like oh no 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 Sarah and she started giggling and was like Sarah oh my gosh like you're not supposed to be doing it like that and I was like what do you mean and so she showed me she was like okay I'm gonna show you so she showed me how to conserve the water that I was using to wash all my clothes and then we were gonna hang them up on the on the clothing line and what was interesting though because there were monkeys yes I, I say that very casually there were monkeys that were in the neighborhood that would climb on the trees and um go through your gardens and stuff like that so there was a way that they would position it so that the monkeys couldn't reach your clothes and like rip at them and like start playing with them and stuff like that so my mom took all the wash clothes and put them on the clothesline and she said okay like I'm gonna get up early in the morning this woman I'm gonna get up early in the morning the next morning so that we can take the clothes off of the off of the off the clothesline and I can give them to you so that way none of the birds can poo on them or nothing happens to them and I was like how do you keep track of all of this stuff like literally I was thinking my little casita over here back in you know the GTA I'm thinking senora like I literally just put my clothes in the wash I forget about it for like the rest of the day and then I don't realize until the next day oh wait yo I I have clothes in the wash I need to put them in the dryer like how can you keep track of all this stuff but that's what I mean when I say like there's like this hustle 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 and bustle over there where they just like are so 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 disciplined when it comes to the things that they have to get done and I remember when I also went to go and get water from the water basin or for the water basin with my mom and she started laughing at me because I could barely lug the water tank over my over my shoulder and I remember she said you have to use your legs you cannot use your back when you are carrying this and I really wish I had listened because half of the time I was using my back and half of the time I was using my legs so like yo yo when I slept that night and when I woke up the next morning my back was killing me oh my goodness and my mom had to put icy hot on my back so that it wasn't so sore when I was going out to do outreaches and whatnot and speaking of outreaches 
Speaking of outreaches, I'll tell you guys a story. So I always tell this every time I talk about my experiences in Kenya is the kids out there, like you can be as young as two, three years old and already know how to dance. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. But the dance offs that we would have were insane. And this is where this is exactly where I learned to be confident in jumping into a dance circle and not giving a crap or a rat's rear end what people think because when you're forced in that situation basically forced in that situation you have no choice but to join in so we were doing a community outreach that day and it was the week of sanitation that's that was our topic of discussion for that week so we were talking about hand washing making sure we have good hygiene and things like that and also giving out toothbrushes and giving out um you know, sanitary pads and things like that that people needed within the community and whatnot. So I remember we were doing like a skit and um, we were talking about how it's important to wash our hands after every meal and before every meal and brush our teeth whenever we can and things like that. And so after that is when a huge crowd started gathering in this little neighborhood. And there were a bunch of kids in this neighborhood, like so, so many kids. And remember in the first episode that I was talking about my experiences in Kenya where like, A lot of times people would point and people would say not so nice things about me because I looked the way that I looked. Well, it was kind of like that. But in the same sense, a lot of the girls in the community were very, I don't want to say enamored because that's not the right word to use, but they were very fascinated by my presence. And so a lot of them would hold my hand and a lot of them would touch my hair or try to braid my hair and things like that. And they were like, wow, your hair is so soft and so pretty and things like that. And it was so funny because the only thing that a lot of these kids, like especially the younger ones, the older ones, they're in school. So they learn English because Kenya has English as, as one of their official languages. And so the older ones, they obviously know English, but the younger ones, the only English that they know is hello, how are you? So when they run up to you, all they say is, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? And nothing else. Like even when you reply to them, I'm fine, how are you? Some of them, every once in a while, they'll say, I'm fine, thank you. They'll say that. But most of the time, it's just, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? So when they were coming up to me, a lot of these kids were like, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? And because the crowd started gathering, it started getting a little overwhelming. So one of the outreach partners that I was working with, uh, they had suggested to do a dance-off. And so we started playing like really, really loud Afro beats on the speakers that we brought. And yo, a little side note, this is where I was like definitely introduced to Afro beats. And a lot of the girls at my office that I used to work at um, would be like, yo, how do you know this artist? How do you know this artist? And I would, like, I, would th- I would say like, yo, I listen to every genre of music. I've been introduced to like almost everything that I could possibly be introduced to. But like, yo, Afrobeats genuinely was introduced to me when I was living in Kenya. And I could not be more thankful for that because there are some incredible, incredible artists that you guys need to listen to to be introduced to Afrobeats and WizKid is one of them and uh yo okay so a bunch of these kids they loved WizKid so we would start playing we'd start playing some of his songs and everything like that and uh it was just so much fun 
And they all started building, building it all up. So like the girls would start dancing and then the boys would start dancing. And then eventually they formed like a dance circle. Right. And everybody would participate. You'd have like little kids, older kids, teenagers, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. Like it was insane. Like everybody just felt the music and it was such a vibe, yo. But then it came the point where they asked the volunteers to come in and join and start dancing with everybody. And Karen was there too. Karen, I mentioned in my previous episode, she was one of the advisors that was like super present and always, always, always there. And so she encouraged me to join into the circle. And I was like, hell no. I might be a confident human being, like decently confident human being. But this in this particular situation where eyes were on me, not necessarily because they wanted me to do something, but it was partially because I was perceived as different. And they're like, oh, we want to see the foreigner look like a loser, basically. That's that's pretty much what it was. Like, I'm not even making it up as a lot of these people were very like, yo, this is the foreigner trying to join with us. Like, who the hell is she? Not knowing that, hello, Latinos know how to dance. Like, are you kidding me? So Karen kept encouraging me to like, get in there, get in there, get in there. And I was like, no, 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 no. And my roommates were also scared too, because they started getting pushed in as well, like to go and do it. And then eventually one of the volunteers, like the, the local volunteers from the youth center that we were working at, encouraged me or like pushed me in with them and we're like I'm gonna dance with you it's okay so then they started cranking the music up even more and we started we started dancing and yo I can't even tell you the energy and the vibe and everything I talked to Zane about this in one of my previous episodes when you don't care what people think when you are just vibing and dancing and doing whatever you want everybody else doesn't matter and at the same time it's interesting because like I forgot about everything and I forgot about like people judging me and whatnot or like perceiving me as something else like I forgot about all that but at the same time I was like yo like everybody's just having such a good time and I was feeling the presence of everybody over there and it was amazing it was uh, like I can't even describe to you how much fun I had doing that and all the kids were just so open and they were just so excited and just full of life and 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 just you could see it on their faces how much fun they were having and that to me is something that I will carry with me for the rest of my life honestly all right so as I was talking about my parents house because I was talking about the whole laundry situation oh man I'll tell you guys about this one situation where I got locked inside or I got trapped inside my parents house or, or rather a room inside my parents house So my parents' house wasn't the biggest. It was one floor, all completely one floor, and everything was pretty easily accessible. So we had like my parents' room, we had my brother's room, and then we had my roommate and I sharing a room. And then there was the bathroom and everything like that. So everything was all in one spot. So it was like the the toilet, the shower, uh, the sink, and everything to go and do all that over there, right? So fairly simple, fairly straightforward and everything like that. Right. So then I had decided I was going to go and take a shower. So then I was like, okay, like I'm going to take a shower and it's going to be fine. The door to my parents, (laughs) the door to my parents' bathroom was like a little, like you had to jimmy it a little bit in order for you to push it open, like the, the door handle or whatever. So you had to, you had to be really forceful with closing it, like locking it and opening it at the same time. And I guess I had, push the door too far into the doorway or like the frame of the doorway to the point where the door became wedged 
completely in the doorway so meaning like I could not push it open I couldn't pull it I couldn't jimmy the handle or anything like that so I had just I had literally just finished showering so my hair was wet and I had uh, there was a draft and everything like that and I was like oh my gosh like I'm stuck inside the washroom so I yelled out to my roommate I was like Maggie please like yo help me out she's like okay okay I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pull it so then she tried pulling it open and she's like this tiny tiny Asian girl like she wasn't gonna pull nothing yo so I was like oh my gosh like what do we do and she was like okay I'm gonna call our brother so she asked our brother to open the door and my brother also like he's not tiny he's like he's like somewhat taller but he's skinny he's a scrawny guy right so he tried pulling it open and he was like oh my god Sarah like I'm gonna try and get you out it's okay blah 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 and I started freaking out because I was like there is literally no other way out of this room because the window to circulate all of the air was tiny guys like it was really tiny and it had bars there was no there's no way for me to even climb out of the window at this point. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to just die here. <laughs> me being dramatic, you know? So then finally they got my dad to come. So it was my brother, my dad, and then uh, a cousin of theirs had come to visit as well. And so the three men were literally pulling at this door and could not get the door out. I was so embarrassed. And at one point, my dad started laughing and I started laughing too, because it was just a silly situation. Like, I, I myself was like, okay, I knew something like this would happen to me. I knew. And then my dad said, what did he say he said he said oh Sarah why is it why is it that something always has to happen to you and I was like bro you're telling me you are telling me and we just laughed we laughed about it afterwards but here's what happened or here's how I ended up getting out so eventually they all got winded from pulling on the door and my brother was like how about we cut open the door and I was like no 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 no! like I do not want you guys to destroy your own property just so that you can get me out like there has to be another way to get me out and my dad was like no 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 it's okay like we'll figure it out like it'll be fixed in no time like we'll find somebody in the neighborhood to fix it and I was just like no dad like I don't I, don't, I really would prefer that you guys didn't knock down the door and then as I said that there was like dead silence like and I was like hello 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 and like nobody was in the hallway so I was like where the hell did they go? Like, I was out here thinking, I was like, hell no, please tell me they didn't go and get somebody to, like, bring, like, equipment or something to knock down the door. And they did. They literally, <laughs> they literally picked up knives and whatever materials that they could. I don't, uh, again, this is, like, excusing, like, <laughs> excusing my inability to remember what they used, but they used any kind of tool that they could to knock down the door and eventually they kicked down the door like when they had cut up enough of the door they kicked down the door and I was like oh my god like I was so scared because my brother had even warned me he's like I'm gonna like you're gonna need to step back because we might push open the door and I don't want to hit you so I was like okay and like all I hear is just like this dude 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 like going crazy towards the door and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and I'm standing there like with my towel my like wet hair and everything that finally they get the door open and there's just like three guys like my brother my dad and then our, our cousin standing there in the doorway and like sweating buckets and are like oh 
okay like now everything's okay i was so embarrassed guys i was so embarrassed i was like oh my god like all of that effort and all that time it took like to get me out of this because i didn't know how to close the door i was so embarrassed and then that night at dinner actually when we went to eat my parents were talking about like oh how was your day like we would do that often like we would eat dinner together all the time and so we would talk about how our days went and everything like that so then like (laughs) um they had asked me they're like oh like how was your day and everything like that I'm like oh it was good I mean you know like things happen like I didn't want to bring up the whole door situation because I was already embarrassed right but here's the thing about my parents is that even when you're embarrassed they'll take something like that and they'll joke about it they will joke about it and joke about it and joke about it until you're not embarrassed about it anymore. So then I asked my dad to change the conversation. I was like, dad, like, how was your day? And he was like, oh, like, you know something? I saved this girl from being trapped inside a building today. And everybody at the table started laughing. Like my roommate, my brother, my mom all started laughing. And I was like, really? You went and saved somebody today? And he was like, yeah, could you believe that? She was asking for help and everything and everyone else tried to help her and whatnot. And nobody nobody could help her for some reason. But then I came in and then my brother starts dying at this point. He's like, and then I came in and I knocked the door down and I rescued her. I saved her life. And everybody started clapping at the table and then my brother started laughing and he's like, you didn't do anything, blah, 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 blah. And was just talking all kinds of crap and was roasting my dad. And was just like, you didn't do anything. You were sweating, old man, blah, 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 and everything. And then they started yelling at each other in Swahili. I had no idea what they were saying, but it was hilarious. And we all laughed about it. And you know, even when I left actually, my dad said to me, he warned me, he said, you know, when you close the door, make sure you don't get trapped in there. Ha 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 ha. Like very playfully and lovingly joking around with me. And this kind of relationship that I had with my homestay parents was so wonderful. And it was so refreshing to have considering the fact that I was away from my biological family for a very long time and there were times where I very much did miss my life out in Canada but they made it very they made my experience that much more worthwhile because they made me feel at home and they made they did the best that they could for me you know and it was a really wonderful thing all right so this is the last story I'm going to talk about before I head out all right because again I don't want to ramble and this is a whole series so I'm going to do this all in parts because there's so many things to talk about from this trip but as I was saying before, is a lot of the kids that I would come in contact with, they didn't know how to speak English and they knew that I spoke English or all I spoke was English. So the only sentences that they had ever learned were either in school or on TV because a lot of the shows that would be on TV would be Swahili dubbed or they would be English, but it wasn't, it wasn't Canadian English. It was like UK English. So even with like words like going to the bathroom, they would say, do you need to use the loo? Or uh, something like if you're talking about garbage, they would say rubbish instead of garbage, right? So um, a lot of these kids, when they would run up to me, they'd say, hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? And I remember kind of tying into the whole, because you know how I mentioned that sometimes people would encounter me on the street and they would say very not nice things or they would call me racial slurs and things like that. And even my roommate actually, because she's Burmese, um, which is like like a part of Asia, um, she would get a lot of comments where they would call her Mchina. A lot of the words in Swahili, they start with the letter M, but you're not actually pronouncing 
the you're not actually pronouncing it phonetically so essentially you know how in the english language we say mm right like we fully we fully pronounce that mm sound right but in swahili a lot of it's very short and cut off and very brief so it, you can hardly even hear it half the time so a lot of times people would come up to us and say mzungu or china which basically means chinese person or a foreigner or like a white person but it's like a very ignorant term to be using depending on how you say it and a lot of people on the street because this community didn't have some of the best or weren't in the some of the best areas a lot of times they would say things like that and it would hurt my feelings but I remember I had a conversation with one of the girls that I worked with at the youth center and she said to me they don't know any better but I think you being here and you being able to talk to them and us even reaching out to them and talking to them is the first step in them recognizing that that's those types of things are not okay to say to people. And I I always stick with these things that 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 people have said to me or people there that we've talked about because even now I, I I think of all the discrimination that a lot of people are facing right now and I hate I, I absolutely hate, like as much as it's insightful and everything like that, I hate hearing people's experiences, people of color's experiences with racism and sexism and discrimination as a whole. I hate hearing it. But I think at the same time, us learning about these things and learning how wrong and despicable they are, are oftentimes they are, how can I phrase this? oftentimes they are kind of the types of experiences that we share with other people to let them know that they're not alone. You know, I may not have, I may not experience the same type of discrimination as my friend over here or my friend over there, right? Like my experiences are my experiences. But at the same time, us being able to gather together and be like, yo, like people are mean or people suck or like this really sucks. And then another person being like, yo, I hate that too. Or yo, like I've experienced that too, bro. Like that's that's the worst. So like when somebody says this or when somebody says that, you don't you do you know how many times I have related to people when we've had the discussion about oh like no 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 like where are you really from? Like like I know you were born in Canada, but like where are you really from? Or the whole like oh like Latinas are like this or like there's all these assumptions that are Hispanic women are like this and Hispanic women like this and they're like this and this this and that I have so many stories from when we would go out in Kenya of how people would perceive me even after they heard I was Latina because I don't know why for some reason a lot of the soap operas that would show on Kenyan television or like at least in Mombasa a lot of them would either be Filipino or Spanish for some reason. So I, I remember Karen and I even talking about this because when I had told her that I spoke Spanish and everything like that, she told me that she loves hearing people speak Spanish because she watches it on TV. And I had no idea what the heck she was talking about. I was like, what, 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 what do you mean? And she told me how they run soap operas in Spanish and, and in Tagalog. So I was like, I need to see this for myself. So I remember watching at my parents' house, we were watching a Filipino soap opera and sure enough like there were filipino soap operas and spanish soap operas and stuff like that and i thought to myself i was like this is really the only time that a lot of people are exposed to someone like me or exposed to anything that has to do with my culture and that's where it comes from see and, and i want to tie it back to the idea of like sometimes when people say certain things or when people i guess insult you in some sort of way unfortunately I think a lot of times it's tied to the fact that that's all that they know and 
the fact that they've never been exposed to anything else or have had a conversation with somebody that you know ha- that where those things deeply affect them like i think when we're able to shift the conversation or where we're able to shift the focus on oh you're different oh you look like this and so therefore i assume you're like this like when we're able to shift it from that to yes i am from there but your idea of what you know being a canadian is or being latina is or what being white is and stuff like that like your idea of what that is it's not right and i'm not here to tell you how to live your life and i'm not here to tell you how you should think and whatnot but i am here to tell you that how what you think of me is not who i actually am and i think that's like a really huge step in being able to just like let people know that hey maybe the way that you're going about things or the way that you're approaching things is not right or maybe the assumptions that you're making maybe just maybe maybe just maybe the things that you're assuming about me aren't necessarily true you know what I mean I don't know I don't know I just I remember that came that came up a lot in our discussions like at the youth center where a lot of times girls would ask me and say oh, like, tons of guys must come up to you and, like, be super attracted to you. I remember I talked to one of the girls at the youth center. She's like, they must be super attracted to you because you can speak Spanish. And I was like, girl, I don't know where you think, where you think this flock of men are coming from. Because, no, like, it's, it's it's not like that over where I'm from. Like, yes, we celebrate diversity and whatnot, but there's still often a lot of discrimination that happens and not to mention the fetishization of women altogether like regardless of where you're from like the way people fetishize you is so gross and uncomfortable and again it's this whole idea of like oh my gosh I can relate to that too because at that point when I had said that she was like yo like that type of stuff happens here too way too often and it's disgusting the way that men think and perceive you and just like undress you with their eyes and stuff like that and we had a full-on conversation about it and again it turned around into something else and we were able to relate to one another and realize oh my gosh this type of stuff happens to you too wow okay cool maybe we're not so different after all you know what i mean and my friends that's how i'm gonna end it today because we talked a lot we talked a lot today we're almost a half an hour and i I don't know how I managed to ramble like this, but it is what it is. I am going to pause on the Kenya series for a little bit, just because I really want you guys to anticipate the episodes that I'm making and kind of just be on your toes a little bit and think like, oh, what's she going to talk about next and whatnot. And I feel like I address this all the time, but I really need to tell you guys that the Juan Pablo episode, I really need to mentally prepare myself for because I do have an idea of how I'm going to talk about it and like discuss all the stuff that I learned from that relationship and everything like that but I really need to mentally prepare myself for that just because I feel like it put me in a really it put me in a really bad place and not to say me talking about it again is going to put me in that place again but it's also going to it's going to bring me back to a place that I never want to be in ever again and like when you think about the person that you used to be or the way that somebody treated you and you let them treat you like that like you just I don't know it's just me that feels very disappointed in that girl and knows that she could have done better and was just settling for letting somebody treat her like that but I promise guys like I know that there might be somebody that's listening right now that is going through a really bad breakup or is dealing with something 
that you feel like you're never going to get over. So I know that that episode needs to come out at some point, but I promise you it's going to come out at some point. You just you just got to be patient with me. Also, for those of you that are requesting uh, more episodes with my friend Zane, that's coming as well. He has a busy schedule. I have a busy schedule, but I promise in the coming months, you never know, he might make an appearance. Who knows? We'll see. I do have I do have an upcoming episode with my friend Wilfredo. And when I tell you that this guy is a wonderful human being and we had so much to talk about, we laughed like crazy on our on our on our phone call or on our on our episode. Like it was just so much fun to record and so much fun to chat with him. And he's been a good friend of mine for a really long time, so I hope you guys can stick around for that. But again, if you have any other suggestions or if you want to recommend something to me to talk about, then please hit me up on Instagram at SoDeasy or email me, SoDeasyPodcast at gmail.com, and I will get to your inquiries. I will get to your requests as best as I can, all right? Well, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful Friday afternoon, evening, morning, wherever the heck you are, even if it's not Friday. If you're listening to this on Saturday, well, you missed the... You missed the prime time of when this first came out, but nonetheless, I rock with you. You know, I rock with you because you're still supporting the you're still supporting the cause and you're still supporting the grind and whatnot. So yeah, all my love to you guys. As always, Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter, and God loves you so very much. Can you believe God loves you so very much? Yeah. Anyways, okay, bye. <laughs>